This is the eye test. This is the eye test. Ring gang. Radio. This is the eye test. Yes. Hey everybody, welcome back to an episode of the Ike Test. This is PJ, the ref, the coach, the fight architect. We're going to hit on some topics real quick. Well, one main one. But let me just uh, hit back to my co-host right now, co-hosts. Uh, let me just talk to, uh, you know, the artist right here. Let me just pass it over. Hey, what it do, Ike Test? Hey, PJ, where you at? <laughs> I'm always here, my G. Where, where... And also, we have another guest right here, one of our all-time favorites, as well as one of the regulars, if you've been listening to Real Talk, the man King P. King P, ready to introduce yourself? What it do, what it do, what it do, baby? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm here, I'm ready, I'm, I'm ready to give, give my introspective bodega thoughts, so... Get it. Bobby is here. All right. So the topic we want to talk about, especially for the eye test here, is in aspects of we know about training, we know about sparring, we know about getting people ready. But one thing I wanted to find out about, and I want to ask my two co-hosts and everybody else about, what or when do you think a person is ready for their first fight? Specifically in the amateur sense, because pro is a little bit different. So let me just open the floor with uh, LB here. What do you think are generally you're looking for to let you know if someone's ready for that first amateur fight? Damn, you, you, it's your topic and you put me on the spot. <laughs> yes. Um, I would say it's like it, 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 it depends. Everybody's timing is different. Like, depends how much you're putting in to the gym, how much work you're putting in. Know how much work you're putting in outside of the gym. You know, if say for instance, I feel like if you're doing it, you know, five days a week, and you're learning and you're improving, sparring, and you're training five days a week, maybe about three hours, two to three hours each time. You know, you're eating right. You're you're at a comfortable weight. You, you know, you're just, you know, you're picking up all the good habits. Okay, okay. Hey, yo, Pete, in your perspective, what are the general things you're looking for? If you would say you would consider, like, you know, the the signs that you know someone's ready for their fight. Well, kind of what LB said, everything is a little different. Like, everybody's different, but really, you know, what the dedication is. What, How much work are they putting in? Like you, like LB said, inside and outside. Are they training a lot? Are they, you know, what's their what's their regimen like? You know what I'm saying? Like, if I like, I know if I were to go amateur, I know like my, you know, my coach would be like, first you got to get off the candy because you know, like I'm just using myself as an example. You know what I'm saying? Like he would he would tell me, you're not ready to go, you're not ready to compete until you get off the candy because in his mind, that look he looked at it as his discipline. You know, saying you can't be, you know, giving into your vices of food and all this, you know, when you're supposed to be training, 
and going hard, you're not going as hard as you can if you've got other things interfering. So I can say like how how disciplined, how disciplined are you? Um, you know, how how much outside of the gym are you working out? You know, are you running? You know, doing your road work, doing all of that, like, and basically all of that, and also just you know get a feel for how, like, I feel like if you're not ready inside the gym either, some people like they they think they're ready. They're not really like, and it shows. So, like, you know, when you're dealing with other people, because you're, if you're like, you know, if, if you're sparring, I, I would look like if I was looking at somebody and seeing how they, if they were ready or not, I would look at how they, how they are like in sparring with other people, and you could just tell, uh, he's not quite there yet. All right, I got you. I got you. You both gave a really good start for it. So to bounce off what both of you are saying, it's like it's a case of every fight is a little bit different. So if we were to look in like a general baseline way, even though there's no real proper way because everyone's a little bit different in some way or another, you both were saying like they put enough of the time. So say if we're just considering like five days a week, what would, and you said five days a week depending on the hours. Would you be? And I said I said from two to three hours, five days a week. Two to three hours, five days a week. I feel like if you're going hard and you're learning and you know you're putting everything in, I feel like it could be you might be ready for an amateur fight anywhere from four to six months. Okay, that's some extra information that even more specific for it, which I really appreciate. Because a lot of times where it appears that some people may seem ready for a fight, but they seem to fall apart, fall apart a little bit later, or maybe some people don't seem to be until they're put on the spot. So my question is this. When you see somebody come in and they start, you know, learning the game and everything else like that. So from my perspective, I usually look at it as like, how do they act the first couple times they spar? Because everybody is a little bit different the first time they spar. Some people are ready to go right away. Some people are a little iffy right off the bat. It's a case of like, how do you gauge them? How much time would you say the first couple of sparring sessions before you have a good idea if you think like, you know, they're naturally ready to go or they might need a bit more time? I mean, that's super specific, dude. No, I'm just saying, I'm just saying like, because some people like you, they appear like they're good right off the first day, but maybe the day or two after that, they just fall apart. Then some guys, it might be a little like, you know, cagey or a little scary. Maybe after a couple of weeks, they start to be like, oh, okay, I get the game, things like that. So what do you think affects people to, you know, versus where the gut reaction of where you think someone's ready to go or they're not? What kind of tests or what kind of things would you push, put them through? It's, it's not really a gut reaction. It's more of a transition, like a time, like like a duration of it. Like, it, oh, it's like, it's like, it's like think... observing the process. Yeah, you actually gave a better a better response. You gave a better explanation. I shouldn't have said gut reaction. Gut reaction is like a one-time thing. Like, over time, you can start to see. I mean, it could, you make it sound like they're a high NBA prospect or, you know, yeah, you, you got out the Olympics. It's like, okay, hmm, no. No, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to. Like, I'm not trying to. Like, Francisco <laughs> Bajado could do it. Hold on, he's Cuban. Hold on, let's... Wait, wait, wait. He could, he could, he, he just won silver in the Olympics. Let's see. Nah, nah. He, and his brother got gold. So, 
you know, they could do something like, you know what I mean? Ain't looking at it like that. It's more, you know, because you got to look at it too. Everybody comes in the gym for different reasons, different motivations, different dreams, aspirations. Some people, they might want to just get in shape and then they feel confident to say, I'm ready to fight. Well, other people from the get-go, they say they want to fight. But then they don't concentrate on getting in shape. And I've seen I've seen coaches, they get upset when you come in there and say, yo, I just want to lose weight and learn to box. And then you're like, maybe I might, you know, have an amateur fight. They don't want to hear that. They want to hear a guy that wants to come in there and fight. But sometimes a dude who wants to come in there and fight off rip, he doesn't want to go through the process. So it's it's iffy. Like, you know, I've seen dudes, I've seen coaches, you know, just flock to the dude yeah. that just wants to fight. Yeah, in, in my experience, from what I've experienced, my observations, usually I feel like a lot of times the people that just want to come in straight and just are ready to fight like to, I don't know if I want to say cut corners, try to skip the line, like... And I don't, I don't, I don't think they go about it like the right way. Like you can't just just come into and say, "Oh, I'm ready to fight." Yeah, it's good to have that mentality, but you can't like skip steps. Like I've I've seen people come in. But that's like, when first day coaches want to teach you serious. Then is when you tell them you want to fight. That's when it's like they they eyes glimmer up and shit. They're like, "Oh, okay, yeah." Whereas and and they look at you more when you tell them that shit. Like when you're training, everybody's doing their routine. They looking at you more. The nigga who just wants to lose weight or learn the box is like, yeah, yeah, you know. But wouldn't that also just be a case of like the person coming in is just saying what they want to say? Because somebody would be like, yo, I'm here to fight. And then the coach wants to focus on it. Over time, they realize like, yeah, this guy can't fight. He's not serious about it. You don't know what beyond of that initial statement. I mean. But them initial statements are strong, man. Like. That's, that's how you, you know that's what kind of shapes your training in a lot of times I don't know I think I feel it's to an extent because yeah I would like to hear somebody be like yeah I'm here to fight but at the same time are they willing to put the work somebody could be like I want to fight but they don't want to put the work yeah yeah, yeah exactly. like, that's what I was saying like it's like that's why you have to see it over time. I I just don't see the issue with the you know with making the transition. Everybody comes in for a different reason, but then they can all meet at the same end goal afterwards. Okay, um, like like there are some people that come in the gym that they want to take up boxing just for self defense, and then when they're good enough, then why can't they transition to okay, well maybe now that I'm good enough to defend myself, maybe I can go towards actually doing this competitive. Like there are boxers that are, that that have done that. Like there are boxers yeah. that they they started boxing. And, and, and I and I agree, but a lot of times, you know, coaches they kind of pigeonhole you. Like they, you know, they old school. At least from my experience, you know, let me let me say that from my experience, you know, they you know they want they want your money, of course, but as far as how they decide to train you, it just they feed off your energy. Mm-hmm. And if you on that, I want to fight energy. You know, they make sure they kind of. It's like they give you more of a fucking um consideration. Yeah, like more hands on. 
No, I fully understand what you're saying because I've seen it a couple times too. Actually, it's I mean, like a if you're, times, if you're I the guy that just wants to learn, you gotta almost pay your dues in a in a in a way. <laughs> yeah, coach got to see you hang in there with the other guy who just wants to fight, and he's like, oh, okay, they both training at the same level. Da 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 da. Yeah, because if there's a guy who wants to say like right away, like I want to fight, it makes certain coaches be like, okay, this makes it easier because I know what the end goal is right away, or at least we can fast track our way there. And somebody yeah. say like, oh, you know, I'm here to train. You don't know where the person's gonna go. They might stick around, they might leave, and all this other stuff. Like, yeah, the same thing can apply for the person who says they want to fight, but at least right off the bat, they're telling you like, hey, my thought is this. Yeah, this goes back to everybody likes that bold. Um, I know what I want, but uh, you know. But then a lot of times, people don't understand that some people find themselves when you know they start training. The other thing so, that we should also add is some people are just come in there capping because they just want to be like, "Yo, I'm here to fight," just to tell their friends later, like, "Yo, I'm gonna fight." They're never actually gonna commit to it. Yeah, you know, so, you know, niggas be clout chasing. You know, as as from the beginning of time. Yeah, so somebody get inspired by a, a HBO fight one weekend, goes to the gym the next week, <laughs> off a bed or some shit. Oh, yo, about a month. <laughs> like, yo, bro, bro, I was watching this fight, bro. His name was, uh, I think, Gaty, Gaytai, Gaytai. He fought like three times. Yo, I want to. Yo, bro, I just want to be like there to be like that, bro. It's like you sound that's... like a cholo. <laughs> I don't know no, what he was sounding like. I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I know he's trying to sound. He, he means Gotti, bless his heart. But you know, it's just wasn't sounding. You know, <laughs> I, I I know what accent he was going for. I was just like, okay. I wasn't actually aiming for any accent at all. I was just figured like somebody who's just like they want to believe they heard somebody be like, yo, I heard about this guy. And I was just uh, like, you, I don't know. You kind of, you kind of sounded like you were like trying to like channel your inner Danny Trejo. Yeah, no. I have like, played this my New York. Yo, man, I saw, I saw <laughs> a, a Gotti Award trilogy this weekend, and now I want to, you know, what's that gym you said you go to? Yeah, I think I want to try it out. I saw Gotti Award this weekend. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, that's all you had to say, but then this nigga went into like his bag of voices and. I wasn't even trying to go that route. <laughs> anyway. So, say that we know what direction people are trying to go. This ad- adds into the other bit. Just from, let's just say from a trainer's perspective. How do you find ways to weed out people, I guess? To find out, to you know if they're actually serious about what they want to actually compete or not? Just train them. Shit, what the fuck? For me, I would say yes, it's generally conditioning, but at the same time, it's just like for some people, it's levels of sparring. Like there's some people yeah, say, but like, it's like yeah. how soon, soon, how soon you got them fucking sparring? I mean, you got to be training them good as fuck if you got them sparring that soon. Like, what basics would you want people to know before they even remotely think about sparring? Yeah. A jab, a jab. 
how to block footwork, how to slip. I know you guys are laughing things. about it, but I mean, like, in just the most basic sense, because the amateurs, you don't really need that much. We're also kind of thinking, like, out of here. No, no, no. You, you, I don't you know what's the standard. Yeah. You yeah. definitely need a jab. You definitely need some sort of knowing how to parry. You didn't hear punches. what I just said. <laughs> Sorry. I just said, like, in general basis. Like, we said the general basis of a jab. I'm just saying, like, we're also thinking in our own heads, like, the higher level amateurs of what they do. If we were trying to, like, condense it down to, like, the most basic stuff they need to know. Well, the nigga was saying the jab shit. Yes, along with footwork. <laughs> Basically, look, if you have a jab and you could do the damn half or full guard effectively, you, you ready. Okay, how about when uh, sparring with people? Hard sparring. How frequently would you make them hard, spar hard? It depends because we ain't even covered the first sparring. Because look, look, man, there's levels, bro. Okay. It's like you got doing the drills, the routines, mm-hmm. you know, no, first of all, you got yeah, you got the drills and the routines. Yes. Then you have the shadow boxing. Mm-hmm. Then you start doing mid work. You know what I'm saying? Then can we just uh, from- can we just like backtrack real quick? Because you mentioned about shadow boxing. Could you just let people know real quickly how important it is? I mean, shadow boxing is really important. It's like shit. I do it every day. Like the fuck. Like, you know, it just, and you gotta envision you have an opponent in front of you, so. It's also a way to just, like, fine tune your skill set, too. Yeah. Are you actually throwing the punches correctly? Because a lot of people are like, oh, I can hit the bag. I'm just like, that's a bag. The bag won't move. Can you imagine when you miss? Can you imagine when the person's further away? What helps you before somebody holds a miss for you? Shadow boxing. You know, just learning how you turn and throw your shots. And just get your rhythm and learn how to de-rhythmize yourself if you do fight with a rhythm. You know, practice. That is actually that is actually super important to actually know how to break your own rhythm. Yeah, that's all of that shit. You know, I'm gonna give give you the um the positives, the negatives, the neutral, all the neutralizing, all that shit. So um, so to all the people who shadow box in their office or just on the street. You're not acting crazy. You're just getting better. Yeah. So, so like, okay. So I was saying, like, you know, we already did drills, and I'm talking mm-hmm. about in the course of days, weeks, months, type. Yes. Shit. So you're doing your drills. Mm-hmm. You know, you're doing your um, your uh, your mint work. Mm-hmm footwork, all of that shit. You understand half guard, full guard. Mm-hmm. You probably done did some heavy bag work. I don't uh, so. You know, maybe maybe the uh, double end bag as well. Okay. You know, you're doing, you got all that shit kind of down. You know how it feels to turn your punches over and hit something. Now, say if you're doing this Monday through Friday, two fucking um you know you know at least two hours a week type shit shit if you one of those guys it, it depends if you one of those half you know uh empty cups type dudes going to the gym and absorb and he just try to absorb and learn learn and you know if you're on point like that 
you should probably be doing mock boxing by by like two weeks, three weeks. I can actually confirm that because I've actually worked with a couple of kids who do that. It kind of irritates me once in a while, but otherwise, it's kind of cool to watch them do it. Oh, okay. So yeah. So so after that, <laughs> probably. I would say maybe a month you should be able to spar if you're putting in that type of work. You know, because at the same time, you know, you're, you know, doing your road work. If you can't run outside, you you know, you're doing treadmill each, each day. Jump rope. You know, you're doing jumping rope. You know, you're doing push-ups. You, you do, you're lifting weights, all of that shit. Like, and I'm talking about like a basic weight routine. Not... It, it depends, you know what I mean? Like, because I, I heavy lift, I power lift, so. But okay. I, I do it in a way where I still got my flexibility. But yeah. you got to, um, everybody's body different, you know. Body yeah. is different, so. so, accounting all those, how do you expect them, or what do you expect them to approach the first time they spar? Like, what, what result do you want them to do, or what do you imagine they should expect going in? What should they expect? The game? Yeah, going, yeah, I mean, like, the mo- the most obvious thing, because I know I've had a bunch of guys ask me, it's like, what should I expect? That's far. I'm like, get your ass whooped. That's what you expect. You're going to get nah, beat the shit out of that. Nah, I don't expect going to get my ass whooped. It depends nah, who you partner I, with. I expect to get hit. It, it don't matter who, who I'm the partner with. Like, you got to have some... After all that training, like you ain't learned nothing, you supposed to have some fucking confidence by now. Well, yeah, that's true. I I'm looking at it more of like you know the later <laughs> thing. I just assume like you should just know. Yeah, you just caught me there. I just assume people should just know you should hit back. Nah, I'm like fuck <laughs> that. I you know you, you got to know there's levels to this shit. Yeah, you know, but I you mean, still gotta believe. All right, prep for the wrap up. I gotta do what? I gotta believe. Oh man! But you're 100 right. You are 100 right. You still gotta believe that you know you can do something, even if it's a grazing shot. Trust me, if the person's that much better than you, they're never gonna forget that. What they do to you after that is a whole other story. But they're going to remember that you caught them. You I mean, have to try. You should be. Something. You should be focusing on rain generalship. Mm-hmm. When you know the first time you spar, even to the last time you spar, every time you spar a fight box, ring generalship should always be the priority because everything else falls under that. You control yeah. the ring, you control the fight, you control your opponent. If the person you know, in front you of you is willing to stand like rock'em sock'em robots, and you do that with them, you lost. Yep. Never, never, never. You never have to. You never have to give in to other people. You do what you want to do. Yeah, but you see, that's the, and the thing is, if if Rock'em Sock'em Robots is your game, then you got to be the better fucking robot and still control the ring. You got to be the robot that can actually move. Not even that. Like, because this is the thing. Like, I, I can't force nobody's style or whatever. If you have the mentality of plotting and you know, face first, going at it with somebody. Build up your attributes. Make sure you build up your forearms. Do forearm exercises. 
build up your shoulders do squats yep you know build up your thighs your legs that you is know, going to calf. 100% apply yeah your, your calf muscles you know what I'm saying all of that shit so you, you know if you're one of those guys who doesn't you know slip you know you just hold up your hands and you go forward and you just walk dudes down then yeah adapt your body to that yeah if you're one of those guys who feels like the mailbox is too far away from your house this is what you need to hear <laughs> you know what I'm saying so you know I, I, I look at that as well you know this still falls on the ring generalship because if you know sometimes I've seen guys like that spook a guy that knows that should know better and he's not used to a guy just keep coming forward and you know he just falls apart that is true so which also applies to guys and who not like nobody my, who's like my early stage of like if you like to talk to people in correspondence when you when you fight you better find a way to actually make it do do that properly you gotta know how to fight your distance otherwise yeah. every once in a while you gotta do the opposite and that's what if I'm you, saying like that's why I feel like a month if somebody's a, a slow learner two months fast learner you know a month I mean they're gonna be nervous either way they're gonna exactly. have butterflies in their stomach mm-hmm. you know they might not necessarily look good they might might even lose yeah you know that it's, it's the first time you know but you, you gotta do it that's why I said like if you if you, now after the first time they do it they probably spar once a week mm-hmm. at the end of the week or some shit yeah. Uh, every Friday, you know, they might do that for, you know, three, four months. So by the end, so come five, six months, they might be ready for how much a fight. Because so, once you start sparring, you're going to start taking in consideration all the outside shit more serious. So my next question is because we just talked about like, the general like basis that people would work on when they're training, getting ready for all this. How much time would you think it would take for them to get ready for their first fight? Would it take so many months? Would it take a year or longer? You talking about like a pro Wait, fight? You mean from like amateur? From start, you mean like from starting in the gym, first day in to to uh, yeah, that's what you mean? Like from yeah, starting from day one, like six months. Six I, months? I probably I probably say eight or nine months. And I'm be on the safe on the safe side but some people if you're ready for you know earlier than mm-hmm. red then that's fine but I feel like eight nine months probably should be on the safe side and I and I can I can see that I can see that because it's still less than a year my full extension time because I don't know how the people are going to act is a year but otherwise if they they show signs earlier then I'll give them like you know I'll let them get in earlier but otherwise I give at least a year at least That's uh, that's no. no, I mean, yeah, I I can say that. I feel like I feel like I I feel like a year might be too much. Yeah, like I think because we're coming from two different cultures, man. Like it might be two different cultures down here, man. It also might be one other thing because I I have wanted to figure out for a while because I know like some places like there's a bunch of people who are there. There's AKA a bunch of bodies to work with, but if you're in a place where the bodies aren't available. 
what can you do? Just throw them to the wolves, or at least, you know, make sure they understand certain things, which might take a little bit longer. That's why it depends on the culture, because usually if your gym has a good uh, relationship with other gyms, you know, your guys can fight their, you know, spar their guys, fight their guys, do little field trip shit. I'm ready to, like, go into a whole tangent about it, but otherwise I'd have to have, like, you know, that censored sound to kick in. That's why I say it depends on your culture, bro. You're, like, in a whole different... You know, you're comparing Canada boxing scene or, you know, that that province to... I'm gonna like, I want to restrict it to that province, but slowly over time, I've been picking up some other antics going on, which might be a little bit bigger, which might also mean I need to get censored a bit more. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, me and King P, we don't live where you live at, so it's like we don't get that vibe from the gyms like we don't know that scene like that yeah if I was like where you guys are at I'd be like yo let's have a fight every other week like certain shit that you might have as an advantage is a disadvantage to us certain shit that we have as an advantage is a disadvantage to you like it's just different scenes you know you might have more people generally interested but then you know that's you guys all together. You guys had just more bodies, period. Yeah, but we have more bodies, but not like some bodies are not able and willing bodies. It's like Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he comes like like this is the thing, like PJ comes across so many people who's interested and wants to box. Like nigga, like we don't come across like you have to be in certain circles to even meet somebody like a random person who's a boxing fan, let alone boxes. Yeah, but it's also because the thing is, like, I had to, like, dig around to find that person be like, oh, he's interested. Because the thing is, like, they just didn't know. And I'd be like, okay, let's convince him. Let's find yeah, out. Yeah, that's usually the case for us, too. No one, no one just wears a t-shirt with that shit, you know, yeah. with, a, <laughs> with, the, with their gym record and, their, you know, who they stand and... Yeah, and, and big drama show and all that. Yeah, like... <laughs> I was not ready to hear Big Drama show in a long time. <laughs> Sorry, give me a second. Let me mute myself. It's just like, you know, it's a whole, the whole vibe. You know, sometimes the vibe is different. Sometimes that's just the same. Like, yeah. but it seems like mean, you got more natural, like, casual interest in that shit. Like, down here, it's like, you got to have a fight popping off, and everybody's like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I've I, caught myself. I could say that. I, you know, I, I did forget, you know, to take that into account of location. I could say that maybe, I guess maybe a year for you, maybe in the candidate scene. But I know in New York, everything is at a faster pace. So that's yeah. why I said, that's why I said eight to nine months on the safe side. But realistically, motherfuckers, motherfuckers would be pushing, coaches would be pushing you by like four to six months. Yeah, but, exactly what I said. But but I don't agree. I, I I think that some some sometimes they they push too hard. Like yeah, it doesn't the four to six months they, they can, but there's no need to go that that early. There's no right. need to rush it. That's what I'm saying. Like eight to nine months, you're not rushing it, and then you have everything down. It's enough time to clean up any any bad habits, anything bad that needs to be cleaned up. And you kind of and you kind of rocked with your style a little more too. Yes, but like a year down here. 
here is like overextending and it's kind of like that extra three months isn't really going to do anything. It's like, it's, it's excessive. Because yeah. you got to look at it. If you're starting in January, I would try to get my guy ready to fight probably around July, J- June, July. Latest is latest uh, November, October. Because at least he's he's going to end the fight. He's going to end the year with a fucking fight. Maybe two. That's true. Because I know like there's a couple things that you guys are talking about, which I know in some cases over here, that might even be part of the situation. Because sometimes a lot, a couple times I've heard from like other guys I know who have been fighting over here, they'll be like, do we just have enough people? Do we just have enough people? So some of you, it's like you guys talk about like, yo, do we have people like you know part of the game things that we just have like lack of numbers, period. Yeah, but but like I said, it's 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 a you know it's it's it goes both ways because we have we have an abundance of numbers, but a lot of those you guys you have lesser numbers, but you have more able able bodies. Like you take all the numbers that we have, you know, over here, about forty percent of them aren't any good. Like yeah. that was one that was one thing that I first heard when I got in, you know, when I started getting in the gym and training, you know, people would like would want to spar me and my coach would be like, No, you know, can't spar him yet, he's no good. Like which which is was motivation in and of itself because I hated hearing that he's no good. But like you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah just boxing, you gotta take the condescending, uh, smart ass remarks from the coaches and shit. No, he was just protect. He was, he was like, there's no, there's, you know, the, uh, at that point when he said that, I was, I was no good. I wasn't gonna do anything to, to Damn, help but niggas can person. say he not ready. What the Yo, fuck just is give no me a good? I'll be right back. Yeah, I mean, that's just the way he, he kind of said it. He's, my coach is an old school Jamaican, so you know how that goes. Yeah, no good. <laughs> no, no, no good. I'm not ready. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Damn. Well, when were, I guess Nicholas Walter's not ready. <laughs> I mean, I think that also, I don't know, like, how much do you, like, think the prefer, like, what would you put a percentage on the inside and outside the ring of, like, how much, is it 50-50? Like, Compared to like how much you're looking at, how much work they're putting in, you know, on on inside the gym than outside the gym. Because you know, as I know, some motherfuckers just have shitty work ethic outside the gym, and that can even go to the pros. Yeah, then I feel like then your gym time gotta be longer. Then if you're one of those guys who not gonna hold it together on the outside a lot like that, then. Your gym time need to be 70, 30, 60, 40 type shit. It can't be 50, 50. That, that, and if that definitely makes sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and if you're one of these guys, because me, I wouldn't, I, me personally, would I work out so hard at the gym? I don't do no fucking running around the neighborhood, road work, none of that shit. Because my road work is on a fucking treadmill. Or elliptical shit like that, you know. Like, fuck all this damn running, running on some hard concrete. I know my situation different with my knees and shit, my feet and shit. But if no, you're looking wanna, at it like that, yeah, I want to find out a bit more because you talk about like 
road work and different knees and shins and yeah, stuff. Yeah, because I, I was telling LB like, um, how much do you like put into like both in work in the gym and outside the gym? Because as you know, as I know, and this even goes to the pros, a lot of motherfuckers just have shitty work ethics. So you're not gonna get them to put in the work outside the gym that you are inside the gym. I'm I'm learning that the hard way right now with some of my clients. Yes, I is I know that already. <laughs> So on the outside is is basically the diet. Because if you if you if you instill in the gym and the hard work ethics, you know, with the training aspect, the dieting is really going to be the hardest part. I think that is the hardest part for most people. It is. It's almost always going to be the diet. But I'd rather them be wanting to train. I'd rather have a guy who loves training and has a shitty diet. That a guy with a good diet and shitty training habits. Yeah, I lean towards that too. Because at least the person who's willing to put in the training, they have the skill set and they're building up the general stuff. So if they decide to eventually lose the weight, they're going to be a more capable fighter. Versus a guy who's so focused on losing their weight, they don't build up the skill. Yeah, like you would depend on the division because, you know, it might not be. Uh, a weight thing it might be more of a, a cardio stamina thing yeah that is true too because i know there's some people who will focus on losing the weight but they never consider their cardio whatsoever so you know i'll, I'll take a, a james tony and canelo type of dude over a over a wilder type of cat who don't seem like he likes training and shit <laughs> It's but weird he has hearing like, you. It's it's weird actually hearing you say something positive about Canelo. Just saying. <laughs> he took a dig at Wilder either way, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, <laughs> nah, but I mean, that's the thing. It, 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 you no, know, because oh, I guess you could say. I mean, this is the thing. I don't hate on dude, but I, the reason why I say Canelo because I'm looking at the stamina. You know, we're talking about shitty staminas, but. But with yeah. the talent and skill, so I'd rather have a guy. Who was the first guy I named? I know I said Canelo. Tony, you said Tony. Okay, James yeah, Tony. James Tony's another one. Yeah, although I think okay. his stamina is better than Canelo. But James you know, Tony is a wizard with his stamina. He literally makes he literally lures you into thinking like his stamina is one way and he goes the other way. <laughs> yeah, but then he also person. knows how to. He also knows how to hide and box and, and be smooth and relaxed. Yeah. Canelo see, is just too straightforward. You see, will know James, when he's tired. But see, the thing with James Tony now is James Tony is the example of going too hard, overcompensating too much on inside the gym when you don't do as much outside the gym, but you do too much yeah. inside. By that time, you're you're spent. By the time you actually have to come fight, like he when he wears yeah. himself out too much before then so like i would say even i mean 70 30 i would say makes sense anything more than that and i feel like you're just overexerting yourself well, it depends what's in that 70 30 because remember james tony didn't like to do any type of cardio they used to yeah, say i was gonna did, say personally he just wanted to spar himself in shape and i don't think yeah that's a good idea and, 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 and uh, that's a terrible idea no, it's not. It's it's never a good idea. That's what's going to say. But he is right about you know if you're going to be a fighter, the best way you could get good at it is fighting. So that's true. I, I still think there's a balance. Like he he's right and he's wrong. Like I, I say it like that. Yeah, I 100 percent agree with you because like there's so many little variables that 
you cannot give an absolute answer. Yeah. So James Tony just found himself in a nice little spot because, like, if you decide to dig into it, you're not going to find the right answer. So everyone's just going to go back and forth. But then you have like, then you then the other thing is, okay, then you have people that are just because I've seen this a bit when I when I go to the gym, there is a bunch of people there that are on the older side, and they you know they want to you know go like you know do it competitively, but mm-hmm. it's like like especially like for Golden Gloves and all of that. But some of those guys that are older, they can't physically do the same on the outside. Like, you know, there was one guy that always come in. He was like 37, 38 years old. He couldn't do the road work outside the gym because his knees were shot. So, like... Treadmill. There are... You got to do it all. He got a 70-30 in the gym. There are different ways to work in cardio. It's not just road work. I don't know why, even though I understand the importance of road work... I don't like how people act like it's the end all be all. There are multiple. Yeah. No, I, I mean, no, I, but I mean, I put. I mean, I I understand, but I put high value on road work. That's just me. Yeah, I can, but look, if you if you if you're running the treadmill, you're doing the elliptical, or, or if you're not doing that, you're swimming. You're jogging. See, I don't. I I, I don't like. Rope. I don't like swimming. I don't like doing the okay. swimming. Like here's the one thing I personally consider. Well, why you know, I, I'm on a peninsula, so you know we love. Swimming. Here's the yeah. one thing I personally feel why people always put hard onto like you know road work, road work, road work. It's not necessarily like you know the cardio building that from the road work. It's because of that shitty moment where you don't want to run anymore. You keep going. It's that mental side. We be like, I just yeah, it's discipline. Oh, that too. That that that. And the thing that, is, like, that's really what it is. But then you just focus that on the, the diet. No, here's the thing. Let me just say, let me just finish. I'm like, you can build it anywhere. Roadwork's the easiest one because the thing is like, it's the easiest way to say it's like, it's you versus yourself. Because the thing is like, if you do it for bag work or things like that, there's someone yelling at you so you can find an excuse to like, oh, I'll just blame the trainer, things like that. When you're on the road, you're stuck by yourself. But the thing is like, it still applies to all these things. You don't need your trainer on the bag. You don't need your trainer for some of these things. You can... You have to tell yourself, like, I'm just going to do it because I do this. This is I, why there are some guys who, you know, who are older, clearly out of shape, but they can still keep going because they've gone past that point. No, I, I understand. I, everybody's a little different. So, like I said, I, I just happen to place a high value on road work. The other people are different. But for me, it, that's that's the highest value. I don't. I, yeah. I couldn't do the swimming. Swimming to me is like I. I don't like that idea. I, I eh, just. But it is what it is. Treadmill. Yes. The thing, like, can you? Are you good at swimming? Like. Yes. Like, I, no, like me, swimming to me. The reason why I don't like swimming as a substitution for road work is swimming. A, you can hurt your arms and your shoulders. Your that's it. it strengthens your arms fuck? more than your leg. Yes. There, and especially for most people that don't know how to fucking swim right, because you know Wilder does that. Wilder does more swimming than road work. I was and gonna say it goes both ways for road work if you fuck up your legs and your knees. Yeah, because that's the thing. I'm saying swimming as an alternative, you know, unless you're doing cycling. Like I'm just listing out all the shit that you can have the discipline to do. Yeah, you just need to find something that fits in the category of like you can build up the enough the endurance or like you know the enough reps that fall into the which falls into cardio which is a lot of things true because thing is like some people might like doing jump rope some people could do jump rope for like 15 to 30 minutes and they'll get a whole ton out of that some no, people I, I like jump rope 
Somebody could do that from shadow boxing as long as they have something that feels structured in their head that they need to do consistently. Yeah, that's all that is, like, man. The case is just like they just don't get like you know the screen time as much as like you know people hear from those like you know documentaries like yo I just run the road because yeah. I run the road. They never consider yeah, because road, road work is the the popular. We all seen Rocky like <laughs> the minute somebody. <laughs> The, the minute somebody mentions boxing, you're either gonna envision somebody hitting a bag, or a or nigga running on, on that, the side of the yeah, road. Yeah, that that or 80s montage. Or the yeah, that, that, yeah, that 80s montage, stupid shit. Yeah, so it is already kind of typecast, you know. But in reality, you know, your road work is like your outside life discipline. Meaning, you know, are you an organized person? You know. Do you be showing up to training on time? You know, do you go to your work on time? Do you, you know, do you make all your engagements on time? You yeah. know, do you eat right? Do you know when to stop eating at night? You know, you don't eat after six o'clock. You know, yeah. shit like that. Because, uh, what was it? LB knows about when I did for a bit, where I went down from like 200 to like the 170s, where he told me, like, don't go any lower. It was just because I just decided like just to focus on what I wanted to do. He at a certain point he told me like no you're just going way too hard you don't need to go lower. He was it was just because I just decided to. But it's also the case of like can you keep an eye on yourself? Can you police yourself to maintain it? Because a lot of times everyone wants to find like you know that I don't want to say uh, you know I'm gonna just use it silver bullet. Everyone wants to want to find like that one option. Be like I know all these methods. This is gonna be the one. In the end, it just depends. What are you doing? Are you maintaining yourself? Because the only person policing you at a certain point, at, especially right now with the pandemic, is yourself. Yeah, I mean that's what that's what it comes down to. Whenever you're training, man. Like, like I'll say it like this, man. Like, I, I can even end the knockout blow with this shit, man. Like, like there's this there's this um old story my pops used to tell me back in the day because he used to be on the martial arts street did the um he was he did a uh, boxing in the military you know, practice Shotokan I even trained with him when I was um learning um the Arnie's and uh Jiu-Jitsu and shit so anyways they, he would say like a student would ask his master like how long would it take me to become a black belt and so the master said five years and so he says what if I train every day non-stop? Master says, 10 years. He said, what if I train every day non-stop, uh, uh, weekends, holidays, everything non-stop? He said, it'll take you 20 years. So he's like, why it keeps taking longer? And like, my pops, he just never tried to explain that part. And so, like, later on, years later, when I grew up, and I was like, yo, I figured it out. Like, I know what you're saying. Like, when you when you train for the wrong reasons, it's like you learn everything fucking slower. So, you know, if the dude is just rushing us to be a fucking black belt, that's all he's going to see. He's not going to get all the lessons, so it's going to take him longer to fucking practice shit. So if you normally just going, just trying to learn... You know, you'll get that black belt five years, whatnot. But if you one of these niggas who just see that end result and that's all you want and you're not focusing on the journey, which is what's going to build you to that moment, 
then that's just going to take you twice as long. And I feel like you can look at training that way as well. If you, if you go in there for the wrong reasons and you ain't really trying to learn this shit, you ain't really trying to evolve and find yourself and see what you can do, you know, it's just going to make your process a lot longer and harder. That's a wrap, folks. I mean, I don't know what else to really say on that shit. I mean, that was kind of the final blow. <laughs> I know, but I'm like, our cats are normally about just like making jokes. This guy decides like, yo, let me just kill her right now. <laughs> and you did the, the Akuma move. <laughs> <laughs> Raging Demon. And it just calm. I was like, you know what? I just, I just pop up and do this. He literally did what like all teachers did in middle school. Be like, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm just gonna sit down, explain myself, and just sit there. And the kids don't know what to do. Oh man, probably that time on the Simpsons, but no. <laughs> I, I think the mafia showed up to beef with the the yakuza. And Homer's watching them fight on their lawn and oh, like this little <laughs> just standing around doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one short dude, he just standing there looking at everything and Homer and Bar just like, Come on, Homer, let's go inside. He's like, Nah, nah, not yet. Like he's gonna do nah. something. <laughs> the little the little short dude ain't do anything yet. And you know he's gonna you know when he does something, he's gonna do something crazy, like <laughs> Thank God, come on. As soon as they closed the door, the next thing you heard was, you heard like three bodies drop. I'm going to treat that body like Ace Bay. It's like, yo, if I get my ass kicked, you get your ass kicked, dude. (laughs) Oh, man. But uh, yeah, man, uh, what? Closing, closing thoughts. The general thing I would say is, we were saying it from the beginning and even though we dug into it is it's always going to be a little bit different every single time that's why I want to ask about it because I knew it's going to be like a headache one way or another because the thing is like a lot of times like if there's certain subject pops in like you know people discuss about like there's going to be an answer I'm like there isn't you don't know whether the person is going to be ready for a fight you can just give your general assessment of what it could be and then see how they perform because that's the other thing that happens we we can consider like oh this works this works how did they perform when they fight fight yeah that's that's why you know you got to coach humbleness i mean like humility like you know they have to they have to know when they're improving they kind of have to feel themselves like they gotta know that they're growing just like in school like you learning when you're spelling the words (laughs) Which can be easy or hard depending on the kind of person you're dealing with. They're either going to learn the easy way or the hard way. Oh, <laughs> oh, sorry about that. <laughs> I mean, Lethal Boondocks. <laughs> I mean, I like you and I, I want you. You ain't lie, though. Like, that, that's what it comes down to. It just isn't going to be the easy way or the hard way, but it's, it's going to be a fucking way, all right? It is. <laughs> it is. Way up besides your fucking head if you try to make it the hard way and I'm trading your ass. Yeah, people do not realize where it might go depending on the trend you're working with. 
But yeah, um, as always, y'all, y'all hit up that um that ringgameradio.com. Yes, got sir. Them, got them articles popping. Yes. Got them forgotten fades, them PJ training articles. Yes, I am now making articles that pop up on Ring Gang Radio. Because uh, my Instagram posts make no sense, so now I'm going to actually make it our actual articles. Yeah, so y'all niggas, y'all used to get the little free samples, but now it's like, instead of the lady on the sample cart giving you a sample, she's reaching under the table giving you the free pack. <laughs> So yeah, you know that's Ring Gang. Ring Gang sent her in there to do that. Remember that. Remember that. Ringgangradio.com. There's the forgotten fades and there's the training section. Just pay attention. We're always there. You know uh, the the training articles under the training section and all the other articles. You know on the article section at the top or on the menu side on whatever the fuck you're looking at if you on uh, just your phone and shit. So yeah, y'all make sure y'all tune in. Like each week, we got some podcasts popping off. Um, y'all follow the Twitter, you know, the YouTube, all that shit. And um, let's not forget our third, Yo P. What do you want to let people know? Just want to let people know, Ring Gang Radio is the Army, better yet the Navy. You already know. Subscribe and follow all our shit. Ringgangradio.com. Come, 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 come. Yes. Hey, nigga, I, I say yes. That's that's my idea. <laughs> I do. <laughs> nigga, bust it. Nigga, patent my shit. <laughs> Bye, yeah. Uh, signing off, you know, Ring Gang, you know, Soul Wars, LB, Shadow Wolf, the God, Gold Artist. This is PJ, PJC Luhanga. You can find me on Instagram and pay attention to the Ring Gang Radio website. You'll see more articles. This is the test. One. Later. <laughs>